welcome to the Man on Podcast. I am Man on Podronic or Darren. And joining me today, we just got mine and Craig. Thomas, he did one, then he said, Thor's yeah, <laughs> got a birthday, can't make it. Awful letdown. <laughs> he did one. <laughs> did one. Did one. Do a few months off now, for yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. He's like that colleague at work who does one shift. He's like, well, I haven't seen him for like two weeks. Um, <laughs> but no, fair play. His, uh, his daughter uh, has a birthday today. Many happy returns. And therefore, yes, he couldn't make the pod because he's out at a meal. Um, how are you guys doing? Yeah, not in the best mood, to be fair. Villa lost to Bournemouth, so I'm not in the best mood. Uh, FPL went okay. So, again, not in the best mood. I'm in an okay mood from FPL. <laughs> it's... Steady. So you've gone from in a good mood to not in a good mood to, yeah, I'm okay. Yeah, um, my mood changes that often quite a lot. Does it really? <laughs> Is that based upon how well you did in terms of FPL and all that? Yeah, and yeah, no, I'm always in a good mood, to be fair. I'm not using a bad mood. FPL, to be fair, I think that's why Thomas really hasn't come on, because us three, not too bad for FPL, and he was awful. So, oh, uh, oh just chucked him right under a bus. Awful, <laughs> he says. Oh. <laughs> he, he got here to defend himself, so we can say what we like. He, he, he'll argue that he got pretty much on the game week average, I think. He did. He yeah. did. He, I think he did get the game week average, or li- like literally a point below, I think. So, um, yeah, I, I hear you. Um all right, game week one into in, in reality. Um, both in for me and FPL and Sky, I think I did okay. I'm definitely above, I was definitely like 11 points above the average in FPL. Sky, I don't know. Um, but I did I did a transfer in each team and it, and it came across, it, it worked. And that's that's learning from my mistakes of last year. <laughs> I can't be this, I can't be too unhappy with that. I think we'd all been, if you'd have said to us an FPL would be sort of ranked around a million and a half game week one, I think that's steady enough, isn't it? I think you'd ideally want to be sort of top 500k, top 100k would be an amazing start. But I think you're against people who have set their teams up literally for that, and that you've set you, you know, you're fighting against people who have used a bench boost or a chip already. There's definitely people out there. Um, so. I'm quite happy where I came. It's, I mean, it's a tale of four players, isn't it, this week? I think you had Salah mostly captain, Haaland, Zinchenko and Kulisevsky. If you had yeah. all four of those, it's an amazing week. If you had three of those, you've done really well. Yeah. Um, I only had one, so I'm quite happy with my rank. Yeah, Very I mean, I, I just look and think now, what if I hadn't gone Salah? <laughs> I would have been so problematic this week. Very good you came to your senses, Darren, about a day yeah, before the deadline. 100% and captain him as well. Because <laughs> I was, I'm in an R in Kane and on Sana. I was like, well, I wanted to stick with Kane all along and they will beat Southampton quite well. And they did, you know. From what I did point of view, I don't think there's anything wrong. Like, you know, if you saw Tottenham 4, Southampton 1, you'd be like, Kane's getting something out of that. Nothing. It's like, shit. I think most people would agree. If you if it was Saturday morning again now and you knew in advance Tottenham were going to score four and Man City were going to score two, I think most people would probably think in that situation, I'll go Kane and then I'll yeah. get harder next week. And 100%. We've got yeah. a 10-point swing or whatever it's been between the two in yeah. uh, negative in our case. Martin's lucky. Martin went the safe route and went Harlan from the gun. Lucky? And, what are you talking about? <laughs> uh, lucky. Lucky. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I went the safe route, yeah. I speak... To be fair, it, it it was the safe route, and it, exactly what we spoke about last week happened, didn't it? With Kane dropping and Haaland rising on Sunday night, yeah. Um, so that was my reasoning that I didn't want to get involved in all of that, um, and and I wasn't confident enough that 
Kane would outscore Haaland by anything significant. Not because I thought Kane would blank. Um, I just thought they'd do equally well. Um, so, but yeah, that's worked out for me. The only good news with us, Darren, is we're on the ball enough to get the move done yesterday. So we we could afford to do it. Yeah, we, we, I mean, I literally jumped straight away before even getting back into that. I mean, my only, my only, my only regret really about game week one is that near the end, I did take out Zinchenko. I expected Crystal Palace to score uh, and I didn't, I mean, I, I, yeah, so I didn't expect a clean sheet from Zinchenko. So, you know, for him to get assist and everything and get, you know, decent points, I'm annoyed I, I, I did change from him. So that's kind of my only one takeaway that I, I, I'm annoyed about. I can't be annoyed about the Kane shout. Let's be fair, Tottenham did beat Southampton and it is what it is. He didn't get a return. So we live and learn. It's game week one. Do you know what I mean? I'm not, I'm not down there with 40, 40 points and worrying. Um, so anyone wants to make the Kane to Harlem move now that didn't save money, can't do it. So at least to say we've sort That's of, the point. We've, we've kind of sort of put ourselves right as quickly as we could and have been able to do it without too much issue because it was just a straight swap in our case. But exactly. so anyone now is 0.2 priced out, aren't they, at yeah. the moment? Exactly. So, yeah, really, really happy with what we did. Can't be, uh, can't be complaining there. Um, lovely. So this is game week uh, one, two. <laughs> um, so game week two preview. One, yeah, two. two. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll be I'll be completely honest with you guys. I've done about four hours of driving today. I've been away for the weekend, <laughs> so uh, I'm probably very burnt and also uh, yeah tired. So uh, yeah, two was a struggle. Um, cool. Shall we jump straight in? Yeah. First up, we have big one. This is the this is your conundrum this week. Do you captain, if you've got Haaland and Salah now, do you captain Salah this week or do you captain Haaland? Yeah, well, I think I think Haaland's probably going to be almost certainly the most captain. So many people have brought him in, um, high-end already. He's going to be the most captain, I would think. But you can't rule, can't rule Salah out, can you? Or if you, you know, if you don't have Haaland, um, it's a good game for Salah, isn't it? Um, if you look at the... Last season, Liverpool scored three times, twice in this fixture. Um, the full history, um, last five league results, Liverpool 4-0 to Palace, Liverpool 7-0, Liverpool 2-0, Liverpool 3-0, Liverpool 3-1. So Palace have got some work to do, haven't they, to um, overturn recent results. But um, yeah, I think I've, I've got both. I think I'll be captaining Haaland, but... Uh, Right now, I've captained Haaland. Um, I won't be putting it on Salah. I don't my say do it. He had the most big chances this week. He had the most shots in the box this week. And that was an away game against the team that started to finish in the top half. Right? A home team, in Haaland's case, a home game against a team many expect to finish bottom. Pretty much as good as it gets, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. In that, yeah. In that game. But yeah, Salah... If, if you haven't got Haaland, there'd be some people that think I've got Kane, I'll just hold. Because in game week three, I think there's a perceived um, opinion that Kane's got a better game. So some people might just roll through with Kane now. And if they've started with Kane and Salah, I think Salah's a perfectly viable captain, obviously, at home this week. Be interested what Liverpool do. What do we think about what do we think about Nunes now? Because Hello. big big impact off the bench, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, they obviously proved when he was on the pitch, I think, 
But I still, I still got feeling is it will still might be used as a sub again. That would be my gut. That would be my gut instinct as well. I think. Um, yeah, I think so. I think Anderson and Gay here at the back there for Palace. I think Firmino sort of coming for the ball and trying to drag them out of position is probably the play early on. Um, rather than just the direct competition of Nunes against those two. So, yeah, I can see him coming on as a sub again. I saw from Sky, they both had like 90... I know this is mainly FPL, but from Sky, I think they were the two biggest passers this game. We had like 90 passes each in that Arsenal game. So they want to mm. try and... Dis- that's where all the build-up comes from, those two. Mm. I think Firmino will probably do a better job of disrupting they, they, that as well. Yeah. They did get caught in possession a hell of a lot playing out from the back, Palace. And I think Firmino, being used to Klopp's style, Klopp's system, knows he's probably the best player they've got in that role. The pressing from the front, the dropping off, etc. I think it, I think it's a Firmino game, if I'm being honest, this one. Yeah, I think so. And Palace, um, just looking at the odds to score there, obviously Palace, what they, what they lack is an elite centre-forward, isn't it? Um, and you can see, see there in the odds... Um, Odds, odds against to score a goal um, and then six to one to score twice. Um, so really, you know, quite long odds, should we say, to, to score a goal. So yeah. I think the book, the bookmakers definitely fancy a clean sheet for Liverpool here. Um, I can hope so. And I wouldn't argue with that really. So that's why I've gone for Trent as my pick. So I can see Liverpool winning this maybe like something like 2-0 and Trent will probably get a clean sheet and some bonus and possibly an attacking return. Be nice. But, well, I didn't... They've got players, haven't they, on a counter-attack, Crystal Palace, who could be quite dangerous. And Liverpool... Eze, that's about it. Uh, Jordan, are you? I've put him on the ownership to discuss because he's... You're not going to own him, I don't think, but he was their top player for chances created against um, against Arsenal. I think he created like three chances in that game. So could he do some damage if, if Liverpool overcommit, possibly? They've, it just feels like they've got a load of players, Zaha... We'll get on to him later. He's going to come up in another slide, but they've got players. If the if Liverpool overcommit, is is the slide a slide of how many footballers that uh, if you show them, Darren believes he can still make it as a pro. So Zaha Awobi's on there definitely. <laughs> These sort of frustrating attacking midfielders. You mean that basically players that I think I look at them and think, my God, I could still make it at forty years old. <laughs> I'm better than you. That's that's why I'm going with on that. I can't wait to play football with you one day, Darren. I feel better than Zaha. I'm looking forward. Yeah, to I, say, yeah. I haven't got the, I haven't got the pace. I'm going to put that out there. I don't know what I don't know what Zaha's done to you or your family, but you do get a ticket him at every opportunity, don't you? He's a, he's I can't stand Zaha. <laughs> just just he winds me up. I don't know why. Um, yeah, who knows? Uh, should we should we skip next one? Yeah, it's a fairly straightforward that one, isn't it? Liverpool it really Palace, is isn't? a cut, cut, yeah. Clean cut. Uh, Craig, <laughs> tell us about what happened. Uh, I don't know why Watkins wasn't starting. I, I still haven't found out yet. I still haven't they, forgiven you. Well, they played Ings. Um, never saw that coming in the slightest. I don't know if there's been a mini fallout, and that's why Ings was playing. He was doing it. Gerard did it to prove a point. I don't, I don't know. Um, but we we were quite poor. I wouldn't say awful, and I, especially I know we've all got Bailey, and I feel there was still some green shoots of encouragement about how he played, 
as I as I thought would happen, he tended to be our furthest player forward, like running beyond the striker. I think that's encouraging. I'd, I'd be prepared to give him a couple more games to to see. I think there's a few people this week, obviously, that had loads of away players game week one. They've now got 11, 12, even 13 home players this week and they're going to have to bench someone. And I think a few might consider benching Bailey this week. I'm not going to. I, I'm going to give us another chance. Yeah. Um, so I think it's just one of those one-off games. I think we're still trying to work out a system. We're still trying to work out players in the system. What was Arteta like at Arsenal for like two years? It took him, even now, He's there's still inconsistent results in there. I'm not, obviously I'm not happy with the result because I just mentioned before that Bournemouth are probably expected to finish bottom, let alone uh, survive. Yeah. It was on par with what we did against Watford on the opening day last year when Saar ran target a merry dance and we got absolutely spanked at Watford game week one. And I wouldn't say we got spanked this week, but we just, the creative, he didn't seem to have any ideas. And yeah, that's it. I, I, I'm not. So I'm not giving up on Bailey yet. I think if you've got a defender, I can see why you might want to think about moving them on. One of the two fullbacks. Not for the next two. But no, you, you probably have to keep if you if you've committed to starting with them, I think you keep them for the first three game weeks. And but in 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 Bailey's case, I think he's I saw enough that he could do well in this game. It's their first home game as well. If you look at if you have the mindset that teams first home game of the season have a little bit of adrenaline rush or something like that or get the chance to play in front of their own fans so they get a bit more out of that mm. especially in Bournemouth and Fulham's case obviously they just come back up both of those two did really well in their first home game we've obviously got a point to prove after Saturday's shambles so first home game I think it's it's good enough for, to give Bailey another go cool and now, now let's let's flip it now let's mm. have a look at the Everton ownership to discuss They've got a nice run of four games there. Not not that I truthfully believe the Aston Villa one is a is a green fixture on that old FDR. I do think Villa will turn them over. Um, I mean, Gerard's going to, let's be fair, give them a pretty big rocket after the last week. So I do expect them to come out fighting and do something. But that, that let's say, three for Ever- Everton there, Forrest, Brentford and Leeds, does that encourage you to own an Everton player? Not for me. No chance. <laughs> Um, <laughs> I mean, I mean they, they wouldn't. Have, they, they 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 wouldn't have scored against Chelsea if they were still there now. Um, like I don't know, like that the Calvert Lewin injury is big. Um, they had um, they Gordon up front, didn't they? Yeah, Gordon was playing through the middle at times, um, and he, he 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 looked like me when the ball was coming in the air towards him. I'm, I've never been a fan of sticking my head on the ball, and he was exactly the same. Um, but yeah, I didn't, I didn't, didn't like that at all, really. And then his name escapes me. The centre half went off injured. Holgate had to oh, come on. Godfrey, Godfrey, yeah, that's it. Mason Holgate had to come on. That's not going to help them either. Um, I know they think they're trying to push through a loan for Connor Cody, but um, yeah, not not for me at all. Um, I just don't know. I just don't know why you'd risk it. Really, there's just other options, isn't there? It's not like they're all cheap. I think Coleman's back as well. So those that started with Patterson as the four million defender, which was understandable. I, I probably preferred him a little bit to Nico Williams, if I'm being honest, before game week one. But now Coleman is back training. Obviously, we don't know if Coleman's going to come straight back in or how that's going to work. But just something to be aware of that you may end up with a dead asset or a, a bit part asset if you thought you was going to get sort of a 90 minute man there. I won't, I won't rule off Pickford either. And I know that. 4.5 million goalkeepers are all a bit of a much of a much, I think, at the minute. I think 
the, the five teams that conceded the most shots on target this game week all had 4.5 million keepers. So there's a few of them that are going to get save points. Mm. Um, Dean Henderson was top um, for that. Um, Forrest conceded the most shots on target. But I, I think Pickford, I, I wouldn't be surprised if he came out on top at the end of the season. I don't think Everton are that bad defensively. If they get if they if they sign Cody and get Mina to stay fit and and the third, I think there's worse defenses than that back three. I think getting keep it keeping Mina fit is going to be there. It's flaming close, but like I said, one goal against Chelsea that was a penalty, right? A little, a little bit of bad luck in that. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, yeah, I that, that, that's, that is a fair shout. Yeah, I I didn't see I didn't really manage to get to see any uh, any football really this week, unfortunately. So I, I, I'm not I'm not saying bring him in, but maybe an option for first wild card. I wouldn't be surprised if he's better than most others at that price point. So maybe consider him then. But we all believe Villa will beat Everton. Perfect. We all believe we all believe Villa will beat Bournemouth. So uh, there's not. <laughs> yeah, no, no, that's fine. <laughs> fine. They will. They will. Um, next game is. I think this could be a tasty one. Yeah, we've gone. We've well, we've all predicted Arsenal to score three. Uh, Craig and Thomas have gone for a clean sheet well, with it. Too, me that. and Baron have both gone three two. I didn't know any so, of your picks today, guys. Unfortunately, I literally just yeah. been on the road, so I had no idea. But uh, yeah, nice. Yeah, we all think it's going to be a high scorer. You, nobody thinks Liv's Leicester can put one away against that Arsenal. Well, two of you don't. Interesting. Um. I, I thought Arsenal were quite solid Friday, I'd, except I didn't see the whole game live. I ended up watching extensive highlights yeah. of it, but that sort of changed to a back three. I know it's a back four, really, but they pretty much played as a back three. With... I, I did. That's the only game I did see. It's the very first one on Friday night. I managed to get, uh, or Friday afternoon, I managed to get to the, uh, the the pub with my stepdaughter to watch the opening game. Crystal Palace had chances. Like they did, like they were. I don't think Arsenal was. So, I didn't personally think Arsenal were that solid. They made some great tackles, um, but they definitely could have conceded one or two. Yeah, I think the thing with Arsenal, they always, they always have a spell in the game where they're under under a lot of pressure, don't they? Yeah, um, there was that. That did happen. Palace butchered them for like five minutes. It was like they're going to concede it. And I just think Leicester, with you know Madison and Vardy. Um, Dewsbury Hall as well. Um, I, th- I, I can I can see him scoring, but I think Arsenal will win the game. Um, and I think Leicester, you know, with their with their the troubles they have with set pieces and stuff, you know, with like um, Gabriel back there and um, Saliba's a big lad as well, didn't he? Like Jay Jesus running, you know, uh, putting pressure on the back four. I, I think I think it will see goals in it, but I do fancy Arsenal to win definitely. It, interesting in your ownership to discuss, and you just met, you mentioned uh, Dewsbury Hall there. Uh, Castagne and Dewsbury Hall were first and second on my bench this week with like seven and eight points each. If I could take Bailey off and Rashford off and replace those two, I'd have had a very big week. <laughs> Sadly, we can't do that. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I had Castagne and Dewsbury Hall. So it's um, an interesting ownership to discuss. I, I think. I think Arsenal speak for themselves at the moment in ownership. Like the the, the, the three there, Jesus, Martinelli and Zinchenko. Yeah, most, I think most people own them, in all fairness. I mean, Jesus went in at 76% ownership into the first season, I think, into the first game. 
which is massive. I have heard one or two people thinking of coming off him straight away. Ah, I thought we did enough. Madness. I think there's only, only two players that had more penalty box touches than him. Madness. Game week. Like, I think I saw enough. Yeah, and look, at, I mean, with their run coming up as well, absolute madness to think about leaving and getting rid of him yeah. for them as I being. I thought he was really lively. He's definitely up for it. There is the fear that he will be taken off for Nikita every game. That's that's the one minus point for me for, for Jesus. It's nine times out of ten, I think he will be sub for Nikita. But... Yeah. I can't, can't see it happening particularly early in games, um, especially if they haven't scored yet, or no. they're or they're not or they're not winning the game. Um, but yeah, it's the same with any. I mean, most centre forwards in the league have got somebody that can come off the bench for them, haven't they? So, but yeah, Jesus was definitely unlucky not to come away with nothing. Um, there were a couple of sort of openings he he created where, um, you know, Od- Odegaard is one that comes to mind where you know he. Why didn't he shoot? That he one? should have shot, oh shouldn't he? <laughs> yeah, I have no idea why he tried this back hill pass yeah. across. I mean, it was to Martinelli, so I wouldn't have minded, but <laughs> yeah, there were a couple of other examples as well where he did really well and dragged people out of position, and yeah. um, his teammates just made the wrong decision. But um, so yeah, he's he definitely saw enough. And, yeah, and like I, you say, I do think as well, Martinelli is the player to own for Arsenal. It, it felt like I'm, I'm, I'm not sure they did play wing backs Arsenal, but. Obviously, Zinchenko had free roam down the left-hand side because White stayed quite deep. And what that seemed like happened quite a lot in games was Saka almost ended up playing like a wing-back. They, they had that Saka on the right, Zinchenko on the left, and they pretty much played Martinelli, I would say, for large periods of the game, up front with Jesus. He was more up front, yeah, like a left-forward. So a £6 million Arsenal mid is basically playing a large chunk of the game up front, I think is a must-own almost now. Yeah, so, and and he's such a pusher. He's such a pressing player as well. Like as soon as anyone's got the ball up in there, he's literally on them. He's so good at that. So uh, I think he, I think he'll be a great player to own for for a long time. I can see, I can see if he does well this week, a price rise for him at least. Um, so yeah, definitely yeah. worth it. The other one to discuss, I thought would nice just quickly would be Ward. Obviously, four million keeper. Uh, what's people's thoughts on me uh, potentially using Ward as a, a way to get extra funds? I, th- I think for me, if you've not done it already, then you might as well wait until the window shuts because um, there's still talk of Dubravka maybe coming and as part of, part of the Madison deal or even without the Madison deal. Um, so, yeah, I mean, if you've done it already, then it's, you know, it's going okay so far, although we only, only got one point at the weekend, but you know, he started the game, so um, I think people that have got Ward as backup are probably winning at the moment, aren't they? Because, you know, they've got their four million backup did start the game rather than Everson. But yeah, I think if you haven't done it already, you may as well wait till the window shuts. I don't, I don't know why you'd rush to use a transfer on it now, particularly. Uh, be interesting if they keep any, how many clean sheets they keep in those next four. Southampton, maybe, it doesn't look good with the other batch of games. So Ward could quite easily be on about eight points, nine points through the first five weeks. So will people get the jitters and want to upgrade? So I'm with Martin. I think this, having him as a second keeper is one thing. But if you Athens are playing every week because you've gone for the two, four millions, um, I'm not sure it, that's actually going to pay off, if I'm being honest. I think he could be considerably behind 4.5 keepers there. Um. But I say I think you've made that bed now into a wild card, haven't you? If you've gone for it, you're not going to use a transfer on a goalkeeper. I don't think. Uh, not, not, yeah. You're not going to get rid of a, a five or five point five million goalkeeper down to a four just for one transfer for the hell of it. Yeah, That's exactly. 
Cool. All right, shall I, next slide? Yeah, next game. Brighton, Newcastle. This. I'm annoyed I didn't go the whole hog and go for a Brighton win last week because I kind of wanted to. I uh, went for the nil-nil. I fancied them to get a result and any, did any of you play very well. Did Undav come on for Brighton? Didn't see he did. Uh, I can't remember if he came on or not, actually. No, I don't think I, I don't think I don't think he did. I don't remember him coming on. Um I watched a, bit, a tiny bit of match of the day, but not really. But I mean the takeaway from It came on in the ninetieth minute, Darren, for Danny Wilson. Just the ninetieth minute. Basically you didn't get to see much of him at all. That's why I don't remember it because he probably didn't touch the ball. Actually, Danny Welbeck played really well. Well, exactly. That's the that's the headline, anyway, isn't it? Like on on the basis of that, Undav's not going to be starting. He had a Welbeck anytime soon, is he? Danny Welbeck looked like I don't know how long Danny Danny Welbeck's been going, but uh, he didn't. He looked like a sprightly twenty young twenty year old. Um, He was really really good. Got himself around. Well, he's continued from the back end of last season. He was very good, wasn't he? So yeah, he was. Yeah. Hopefully, hopefully he can keep himself fit. But I think if he if he can keep himself fit, he'll be he'll be an option in future weeks. Definitely. Like, was it, Malpai, um, to be fair, Malpai didn't get a look in. I think he's done. His time at Brighton's gone. He needs to move. Yeah. He's just priced up the same as Mitrovic, isn't he? And for obvious reasons, Mitrovic I think is going to be preferred at that price point. Wow. Yeah, just like the weekend as well. Um. Newcastle are interesting this week because they, they battered Nottingham Forest, really. But was it because they're they are that good now? Was it because they're technically playing one of the weaker teams in the division who still try to sort of group together like 10 or 11 new signings or something? Too um, early to tell if, if it's either one or two. <laughs> not this they were very good, Newcastle. But I say, I don't know. I think this will be a fairer reflection on how good they are this game. So I'm, I'm not so keen to jump in. Um, yeah, it's a tough one to call because Brighton, Brighton had I think it was the maybe the fifth best away record last season, but it it was at home where they kept dropping silly points. So this this will be the this is an early test for them, isn't it? If they want to improve on their ninth place finish, it's going to be the home games where they need to improve compared to last season. Um, so it's a tough one to to call in that respect, but. Um, Good news for Trippier owners. I've got him. I went. I got him in right at the end of the deadline, pretty much instead of Gabriel. And I was regretting it on Friday night when Gabriel kept a clean sheet. But he he put ten crosses in against Forest, which is obviously fairly good. And Brighton were a lot more open down their left side. I don't know if it's because Cucurella wasn't there. I think they tried to play Trossard more. As a, was he down the left a little bit? I don't know. But they were quite. That's where Man United had the most joy down their right. Yeah, that's where Trippier is going to be playing in in this particular fixture. And I say his numbers for the first game were quite encouraging for crosses, so it could be a good game for him. Um, yeah. So just to shout out there for could be one for him and St Maximum and Almiron both had the most penalty box touches this week and had some quite impressive numbers. Again, that was against Forest, so we won't get too carried away yet. But St Maximum must be another one on your list, Darren, of players that. Flatter to deceive or promise the world and don't deliver anything. No, I really like him. He's my my top pick for this week. Um, I really like him and I had him in one or two of my teams going in uh, like before uh, the game launched. I I do, I wanted a Newcastle asset. I didn't didn't get one and Bruno was the one I was going to go with. But no, I do like uh, Alan, Alan, I think, Maximum actually. I do think he's a really good player. 
Um, <laughs> he's, he's basically Wilfred Zaha with less goals. Doesn't <laughs> make any sense. <laughs> not, not having that. Not having it. All right. We'll see. We'll see, how, we'll see who scores more but at the end of the season. Yeah, it'll be Zaha, but I won't like it. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't look good for Bournemouth, does it? The fact that Erwin Haaland's three to one on to score at any time in the game is probably a big telltale sign, I think, for this one. <laughs> is yeah. there a, is there a chance that he starts with Alvarez? No, I don't see. Not centre forward. He might start Alvarez on the right. Is a possibility. You reckon over Foden? Although Foden played really well, I think didn't he. Foden was great, yeah. yeah um, I think it, I, I, I think it would be the same team. Would be my guess. Um, I don't see why it wouldn't be. There's no Europe yet. I don't think he's going to start messing around with it for the sake of it. Um, at this at this stage, that that would be my personal view. What are we I don't expect know what to say about this game? It's gonna it's gonna be a fun one. Not not actually. My stepdaughter has got tickets. She's going with with her dad. Um, they managed to get tickets, so that's nice for her. Pretty Jealous. good. I'd quite like to go and watch this game. I'm just they played like a sort of a back five against us and didn't really commit too many people forward. Even like Zamora, who in the championship last year yeah, it was running on, was, yeah, yeah, he, he wasn't the most advanced either. They was quite negative. I thought Bournemouth because you know it was at home. Obviously, I can't criticise it worked for them, but I can't see it working here. Um. I think Grealish is the punt for this week. I know you talked about having him before the season started, Darren. I think he was top on quite a lot of interesting metrics for the weekend. Yeah, he was, yeah. Um, but it helped that Man City's tactic was to play the fullbacks quite narrow and try and where most teams tried to stretch the pitch to try and make space century. Man City decided to try and compact yeah. the pitch and then leave the wide players. Cancelo and Walker were basically playing in midfield, weren't they? Yeah, they were. They were. And then so De, high. De Bruyne and Gundogan were pushed on. So, and Grealish and and Foden's got loads of space out wide because, as you said, the fullbacks had compacted the pitch, and then the, the centre midfielders virtually played as second strikers and were quite narrow as well. So Grealish had all the space. I don't know if they'll try that again, but yeah, I wouldn't mind having him. For I've only got two men. Sit. Well, I've only got. He's not, I'm not going to take a hit to get Grealish in, but for those that already have Haaland and Cancelo, which are the two popular ones, I know there's a, a feeling to roll the transfer this week, but I wouldn't be against someone taking a punt to get to... If you've got Saka, I think I consider moving Saka to Grealish for a week and pocketing a million. I don't know mm. if you've got anyone like eight million, Martin, who you're not so sure about. Well, I've got now, I've got Bowen, but he's playing Nottingham Forest so I think I'm going to stick with that I mean I made the decision that I'd basically carry him through the Man City game so I'm not going to change my mind on that now um, anyone that's got Mount he went off didn't he anyone that's got Saka I weren't that impressed with him could they yeah. take a punt to Grealish for a week I'd, I think I'd punt Grealish over Foden or Mares. yeah, yeah that's I, the, I the aggressive move for me would be Salah to De Bruyne which I spoke about in pre-season is something I would think about for game week two <sighs> I wouldn't um, do it. I'd personally stick. It's it's an interesting one. I think I'm I'm going to give it a week because um, it'd be it'd be silly to do it now just in case Salah gets a price rise because um, then I wouldn't be able to get him back again. But if um, if there's no if there's no price changes by the weekend, 
is something I'll give a, a bit of thought to. Um, so it's, it's an aggressive move, but... On, on I'm, the, I'm not happy in hindsight only having two, but I kind of knew what I was getting into. But now I wish I had three. Yeah, I, I do wish I had three. Oh, I do have three people for this game. What bell end? I forgot I've got Diaz as well. Oh, I've got three as well. I've got Edison. Yeah. You know, our teams, lads. This is embarrassing. Uh, yeah, I've got Cancelo, Diaz, and and Haaland. So I couldn't even have a midfielder if I wanted one. No, so I've got. Yeah. I wasn't going to, but that's that. I knew that. That's why I set it up that way. Twat. Um, <laughs> I could never decide which midfielder I wanted. Uh, apart from you know, apart from Grealish, but I got put off him for others. So Craig, you've gone for Cancelo as your top pick in this game. So does that mean you're captain in? Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> if, if to be fair, if I, if I'd got a good, really good start, I would think about it. If I was like top fifty k at the minute, if you think the clean sheets is good as locked in, which I think there's going to be very few games this year where it's going to be more guaranteed clean sheet than this one. One attacking return probably gets him nine, ten points. What's Harlan have to do? Score, get two returns for that. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying he won't. I say he had four or five big chances the weekend. But so I think we we had more joy down our left um, against Bournemouth. I think Man City are stronger attacking wise down their left. So I expect him to be fully involved in the game in in high areas down the left. Now will that mean he gets goals and assists? I don't know, but I, I can imagine him. If we look at these numbers next week for various things, I'd imagine he'll, he's going to be really high this game week for involvement. He could have a really high XGI and get nothing because he did that quite a lot last season. So we should learn from that. But if there's going to be a game where he's got the, the maximum sort of ability to get involved and to involve himself, I, I do think it's going to be this one. But yeah, I'm not brave enough to captain him. I don't think maybe in Sky I'll do it, but but not FPL. Yeah. Speaking of Sky, briefly, I, I didn't enjoy seeing Kiefer Moore as the furthest player forward for Bournemouth and Slanky sat in behind him because I've got Slanky in both of my Sky teams. <laughs> but I'm not happy if they're going to do that in home games. I have to rethink that. But um, the big man, off the big man, play off the big yeah. man. I tell you, it was good that Lloyd Kelly was very good against us. Um, I think he got three bonus points as well in um, FPL to go with his clean sheet. So he did, yeah. We can't, I can't advocate getting him in for 4.5 when there's like the likes of Saliba from Arsenal. But oh, 12 points he got. It's on the, yeah. the, the discussion, ownership, yeah. But if he's going to be a defender all season, they're going to obviously have a lot to do. If that's going to mean he keeps getting bonus points, he may be actually be an option down the line as a fifth defender. Definitely. Could be the uh, Gunnison of uh, FPL as he is. <laughs> Gunnison, what a boy. What a boy. <laughs> I got him in. I got him in the Telegraph game, and he didn't get the bloody goal, did he? It was an own goal, so I was like, "Oh, shit!" Annoying that. Uh, mm. Should we move on? Yeah, I'm just going to take a moment to say hello to the chat. We got David Gills in the chat. Hello, David. Michael Farquharson. Good evening, mate. Uh, Aidy Tours in the chat. Good evening, FPL Penguin. Hello, mate. Brownies in the chat. Hello, Brownie. Uh, FPL Maestro. Good evening, mate. Um, yeah, that's it for now. I can't see any questions, but just thought I'd say hello to the chat for a minute. No, I love it. Thank Good you evening, very much. Good guys. I don't get to see that, so I'm glad you guys control that. Yeah, we've got a chat full of Harlan captains as well. <laughs> <laughs> surprise, surprise. Um, oh, that Leeds font. Bloody hell. They deserve to lose because of that. Um, <laughs> yeah. cool. um, 
Yeah, so all I see you looking at that is the, the sort of type of vanilla ice cream that I don't like. I'm a massive fan of white vanilla ice cream, not the yellow kind. And for some reason, I'm looking at that and looking at yellow vanilla ice cream. <laughs> really random. Sorry, yeah, that was really <laughs> random. Yeah, but, uh, I get it. I get it. Um, yeah, I Southampton are in trouble, aren't they? They weren't good. Well, if they play like that every week, they will be, but. It's Southampton, isn't it? They're sublime to ridiculous, aren't they? You know, throughout the whole Hassan Hootel era. So I don't think you can write them off based on that. But um, but yeah, they weren't good at all. Whereas whereas Leeds, um, much Leeds were decent. That Aronson um, looked pretty tidy, didn't he? Uh, kind of player I love watching. Just direct, run at, run at people, dribble at people. Why you've gone for a minute? Uh, yeah, it is, yeah. Yeah, but um, but yeah, I, th- I think I think it's tough to call. Um, I've gone two two, but as I say, I, I think it's too it's too it's too early, in my opinion, to think oh target Southampton because we see it from them, we see it from them all the time, don't we? They get battered against the big teams, um, and then they'll go on a run of you know winning the games that they should win. So well, it's, it's still a bit of a wait and see for me. I think I saw enough from Leeds attacking wise and enough bad from Southampton defensively that this could be there's a potential for Leeds to have a good one here. Um, if Leeds hadn't attacked so well against Wolves, that Southampton's defence is worse than Wolves is, and I think they did quite a good job attacking Wolves. So I expect them to do just as well, if not better, attacking attacking Southampton. Jack Harrison was very good. I think he got created six chances this game week, which is yeah, the higher. Yeah. It was yeah, the most. Yeah. Yeah, most key passes, wasn't it? Seven key passes, I think it was. Mad. That's mad. So you got literally Ward Prowse was the only person that did anything for Southampton. I know it was an away game and it was a hard one, but everyone's done. Who ever does anything for Southampton? (laughs) And justified again, if you only need to pick him in any game, right, you you could get something, which is what he obviously did against Tottenham. So. If you just want that, he's, he just he just strikes me as like a, a dead team player, doesn't he? You pick him if you're in a dead team, you play all the games and he'll chip in fairly often, but yeah. never enough excitement with him to actually own him. No. No. Even with a, even with a decent run of games, you're like, no, they just don't yeah. do enough for me. I think because of the type of goals he scores as well, it's difficult to predict when he get his points. Yeah, yeah. Um, he doesn't score boring ones, does he? It's free so you can score a 35-yard free kick against anybody, right? Uh, yeah. It doesn't really matter. Yeah. Uh, and stuff like that. So yeah, it's difficult to predict where his points come from sometimes. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, more of a dead team player. I'll keep my eye on Bamford here as well. Leeds have got quite good games, as you can see at the bottom. If he gets does well, he got an assist the weekend and looked quite lively. I, I, I think I suggested him in our pre-season pod as a striker under the radar. Yeah. yeah. Uh, um. Yeah. So he's one to if you do get fed up with Jesus eventually, him and Tony, I think, are the two to maybe think about getting in. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Definitely a good shout. To be fair, so low owned as well. Uh, Thomas submitted his uh, predictions after me, and he's gone with the old uh, copy my homework, but just change it a little bit so it's his own. <laughs> yeah, it looks like it. Yeah, good mix though, right? One win each team and two draws. That's that's a lot less. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's a lot less. Uh, yeah, that's much more of a mix than we've had before. We don't know basically. Yeah, what, we don't. What don't in this know. game? <laughs> um, Next up, we've got Wolves and Fulham, which is probably going to be an absolute, probably, probably the Friday night or Sunday night game thriller. Yeah, or well, you can see see the bookies' odds for goals here. Both teams are odds against to score twice, which is rare. 
Um, so yeah, the, the bookmakers algorithms are definitely chalking this one up as a low ceiling game. It was the one I found hardest to predict, if I'm being honest. When I was thinking about a scoreline, it was the one that I sort of stalled. Most of the other ones just sort of rolled off the tongue almost. This one, I wasn't really sure what to predict here. Hmm. I just can't I just can't see myself backing Wolves to score twice at all this season. <laughs> I don't know when it's when it might happen. Um need to see more, need to see more from them. But uh but yeah, I'd I think Fulham, I've gone for the Fulham win. They'll be, if they play like they do against Liverpool, obviously the team like Fulham, they're going to be inconsistent, aren't they? They won't play like that every week. Otherwise they'd finish like sixth or seventh or something. But um, but yeah, they'll be high on confidence, won't they? And uh, Wolves, Wolves are a bit under pressure now, aren't they? First home game, they lost, lost week one. So light on attacking options, but... Huang did look all right compared to other other games I've seen him, I think. But Fulham are just hard now. Like most of us have got Andreas Pereira. He's the most popular 4.5 for a reason. He looked he was quite advanced, was he running beyond Mitrovic in the Liverpool game? So I think yeah. that's quite encouraging to keep to keep him. I've got no doubts they'll end up being the best option at that price point as things stand. Yeah. And I really don't want to double up on Fulham. As, as good as Mitrovic was, and I, I don't think it was a one-off. He obviously proved last year in the championship how good he was it, it, I don't think this is in any way comparable to the Mitrovic last time Fulham were in the Prem I think he'll be better but I don't think I can have two Fulham attackers in my team no which is always going to dissuade me from Moni Mitrovic even though I think he's probably likely to get double figures for goals now you'd like to think I think if you said 6.5 I think he'll, he'll do better than a lot of strikers that cost more than him mm-hmm. but Say, do you want two Fulham players? And I, I don't think I do. Maybe oh, that might come to bite me on the arse. I've maybe they will score enough goals, even though they finish sort of bottom half. They'll score enough goals to, that you can own both. I think it's one of those where you wait until your wild card. You, you're doing wild card around eight, aren't you? If he's got like X amount of goals by that wild card, then perhaps use your third option at six million. And then you know, does it matter that Pereira is four point five? You know, I think you've got to wait till that time. What I don't want to do is give myself the decision that I've only got space in my team each week to start one Fulham player because I think you can have quite a lot of good picks this year and there's always going to be more attractive players to start than the Fulham players. So if there's an attractive week to start a Fulham player and I've got Mitrovic and Pereira, the likelihood is I'm only going to have space for one of them. I don't really want that decision every week. Which one am I going to pick? Because... You're probably going to pick Mitrovic as the striker, the penalty taker, the, the more expensive asset. But I'm not sold yet that he's actually going to be the better one to have. I think just having Pereira is good enough for now. But I can see why his price has gone up. Oh, Christ, Jay, scored two. <laughs> yeah, sense. that's always going to happen, isn't it? Yeah, Someone yeah, scores that, twice on week one. Yeah. Uh, hey, quick thing on eight Nuri the weekend. Of all the defenders, he had the highest XGI, so expected goal involvement of all defenders in FPL this weekend. I think it was like 0.5 or something. He's it, yeah. actually higher than Kulisevsky. And uh, uh, just one for his, for his troubles. <laughs> so, yeah, expected to be more involved in a goal than Kulisevsky this weekend, according to that particular metric. So, something to bear in mind if you're looking to get a 4.5 million. Uh, if you like, if you love all those stats, then you know you take that minus one player and you run with those stats. Did he get minus one? Ain't Nuri? Yep, minus one. What did he do to get that? Wow. Did he? Did he? Was he was the old, he was the own goal scorer? 
Oh, yeah, scored. Yes, OG. Aronson yeah. Stole Aronson's goal. <laughs> uh, yeah, don't, don't hold that against him, I don't think. No, we should. We should <laughs> that's, that's unfortunate. Um, okay, so, well, let's be fair. I mean, Brentford have got a really nice run by looking at that. Um, Man United, they weren't very good again, were they? <laughs> yeah, that's putting it mildly happened yeah. to their pre-season because their pre-season was really good and it made everyone think oh okay he solved the problems they're playing really well let's get some assets in and there's Rashford there at 6.5 and I'm thinking oh my god he's going to play up front as well this is brilliant mm. well, no, rubbish. no Martial is a big problem for, for them isn't it for what they were doing in pre-season yeah and he's trying to play Ericsson he tried to play Ericsson false nine so it's nothing like Martial is it it's just completely different yeah, um, exactly. so I don't know what the thinking was there really I thought he was their best mm. player though Ericsson of the attacking players at least I know he's playing in a dodgy position but... well I, I don't doubt it but um, but yeah it's just just I don't know it's strange isn't it it's just, it's... but I, I mean so, I said last week I fancy Brighton to get a result just because they're a well-drilled outfit that know what they're doing and they'll have a game plan and there's a chance Man United will still be a bit all over the place and that's what happened. And I kind of feel the same this week against Brentford. It's sort of a similar story, isn't it? I feel like anybody with anybody that's well drilled with a game plan at the moment has got a chance of beating Man United, really. Um, unless unless they get some individual brilliance from somewhere. But, yeah. that Rashford missed that good chance is a worry, I think. You'd have expected a, any sort of decent centre oh. for that chance. The, oh, my God. Yeah, well, I mean, how? What the one where Ronaldo squared it across to him? Yeah, yeah, he's you've got to be scoring that. Got to be scoring that, and he, yeah, that's a real low confidence player there. He needed that goal. Um, yeah, you've got to be scoring that. So, uh, I think Ericsson excites me the most as a Man United asset. I'm not going to do it. The, the next four games aren't good enough. I don't think to get it. But I think if mm-hmm. I was going to get one now, it'd be Ericsson based on what I saw on Sunday. What? What about a bright? What about Brentford asset? Given their decent run, like has anyone thought about? I mean, you've got Tony there, De Silva there. Is anyone thinking about Embuemo at six million? I've thought about him. He was in one of my drafts at the start of the season. Well, I, I don't really have a six million forward spot in my team, but um, but their their fixtures are good. It's like the, that next three. Let's say I fancy them to get something against Man United or at least score a goal or two. And then Fulham away, Everton home. Um, yeah, I think I think if you started with a Brentford asset, you've you've had a, you've had a good result, haven't you? I think if you started with Tony, for example, you're in a good position. If you started with De Silva as your four point five, you're in a good position. Yeah, you're laughing. Um, yeah, for me to get Tony, I need to. I even need Luis Diaz to really go off the boil. I saw enough from him to persevere. Or a defender to downgrade one point. I'm not really going to downgrade Cancelo to Perisic, I don't think. As much as when Perisic actually starts playing, I think he'll be really good. But I'm not going to, I can't see myself selling a premium striker or Jesus anytime soon. And without money, I can't upgrade the 4.5 million striker. And I'm going to need quite a lot of money to get that person to Tony. So it doesn't seem feasible, I don't think, in my squad to get. It would be to Tony's the one I'd want, I think, if I was going to get Brentford in Waymo. I don't think he's reliable enough. Um, I'm not going to sell Andreas Pereira to get the silver, I don't think. So I just, I just can't see how I get to a, a Brentford player, is unfortunate. That's fair. 
But I, I wouldn't mind Tony if I was. Um, I, I put a second team in for for my wife. I don't know if I should say this, but I, I, I wanted a chance. <laughs> I wanted a chance of a bench boost game week one just to see, and just to run a team like that. And I've wild carded obviously game week two in that team, and I put Tony in that. I'm playing that team a little bit differently just to see how it does. So you 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 set up a, you set up one for your wife. But you're literally taking a wild card every week, basically. No, no, just I, I wanted a bench boost game week one, so I picked 15. Oh, and then you did a wild card. Every that team didn't have any Man City in, for example. And so the, the strategy was to bench boost one week one and wild card game week two, hoping to get in it. I think it got about 80 points that wild that bench boost team. That's right. Yeah. And so we're wild card now, and that team's got Harlan, Tony, and someone else up front. I can't remember who it is, but. We'll see if I'm sort of run that one a very different strategy and just see how it does. I'm going to take it seriously. It won't be the one I ever share any information on here, but just for my own enjoyment yeah. and and things. So yeah, I like Tony moving forward, for, especially that runner I green. Mean, yeah, so for for me, I think if I get if I manage to get two transfers saved up soon, what I might do is potentially see what I'm doing about um, Jesus. Um, and then potentially might drop him to Embuemo and then upgrade Rashford to one of the eight million guys. If you've got two free transfers going into game week six, you know you're going to wildcard game week eight. I wouldn't be against a rejuggle of funds to get Tony in for Leeds and Southampton there in, in game week six and game week seven. I think those two will be two of the worst defences by the end of the season still. So that that's maybe the time I might manage to get around to getting Tony in. But yeah. It'd probably need two free transfers to be able to shuffle the money around to upgrade my third striker, but it's an option. Yeah. Okay. This is so hard to pick this game. <laughs> yeah. Look at our scores. Nil nil, nil nil, one one, one one. Like I literally couldn't pick anything out of this game when I thought about it. I I, I think Tottenham could beat them quite easily. But it's Chelsea at the end of the day. They just never beat Chelsea, they do they? Never beat Chelsea. And and in all uh, fairness, I just feel like Tottenham might throw the kitchen sink at them, but I reckon Chelsea will shut them out. Um, so I thought it's going to be real low scoring. And the James pick was simply because he's in my team and I want him to do well. <laughs> yeah, well, I went for James just because I thought, well, if um, if Chelsea do keep clean sheet, then he's probably the most likely candidate for max bonus. Um, taking corners and uh you know key passes from open yeah. play as well and stuff like that but i just worry about him playing center back in this game i say the, 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 they've got to be weary about the tottenham counter attack aren't they sons obviously the the live wire up front for tottenham james is the chelsea pace angle in their defense with silver cooler valley's not doesn't seem rapid to me so i think they'll make they may play james center back here to try and not man mark son but to be aware of that counter attack threat it wouldn't surprise me if Azpilicueta ends up being right wing back and James at centre back for this game to, to try and nullify that. You'll have, I think, Tuchel will have an eye on not losing this game. Yeah. So, yeah, not ideal. Um, not an ideal game for James. I, I own him and I'm happy to own him. I'll play him. But he's not going to be, I, I can't see him being used as a marauding right wing back in this game. No, no. But as I say, if they win, how many corners did they have against Everton? It was pushing 20, wasn't it? Massive. Um, if he takes that many corners again, they'll be on for max bonus for sure if they keep a clean sheet. But it's because I guess because um, Alonso would normally share corners on that side, right? But 
So if, yeah. if James is playing without Alonso, it looks like James takes all the corners on that side. Um, Seems so, like yeah. a sort of game that might be settled by a Thiago Silva header or something. It does feel like one of them sort of games if it's going to be 1-0. Thiago Silva. Uh. <laughs> Do you know what? As long as James gets a clean sheet again, I'm not that bothered. I don't have any Tottenham defenders, so that's fine. Do you see enough from Chelsea to get anyone else in? Sterling, not necessarily this week, but Sterling, Mount, is Chilwell serious now? Kukurella obviously got 15 minutes off the bench. What are we thinking about Chelsea? No, I, I'm still not convinced at all. Like the only player, the only player I genuinely, apart from James and Chilwell, the other two is I'd like maybe Sterling in the future, but he's too expensive right now and I, I, I can't see anything. And Mount and Mount came off, obviously, but I did. I there's too many decent players at eight million that I'd want over Mount, and that's the problem. I just don't see if they had signed an absolutely top striker this year, which I genuinely thought they would, considering Lukaku was being a bell end and wanted to uh, anyway. Timo Werner's apparently going to Leipzig, so who do they have up front really? Sterling and Havertz. I honestly thought that Chelsea would have signed a striker by now. Um, and I had my eye on that for the for the going forward, um, but because he hasn't, I just don't know who I'd want. I can't stand their midfield, like Kovacic or uh, Jorginho, for instance. Just don't just don't like them. I think Mount's still a solid enough pick. I think I think paying two million extra for Sterling when you've got Mount there is a little yeah. bit questionable. Would be but, even, but, even, even like the, out of all the eight millions, Mount is like quite low on my list. I'd rather own Saka, Kulusevski, definitely. He's a bit of a Ward Prowse. I mean, a better team, Mount. One of those players that you're never quite sure where he's going to get the points. You could have like eight games of doing sod all, and then he'll go on a little run. Yeah, and like you basically just keep persevering with him. Mm. Yeah, I see that. I might I might be blinkered by Mount because whenever I've owned him, he's done really well. But it's the David Unsworth of the champ. <laughs> <laughs> and then yeah then Tottenham I say Kane was an easy would, would, if Haaland didn't have Bournemouth this week Darren say say he had an away game against I don't know Crystal Palace or something would you have still have done Kane to Haaland so say that one again if... if if Haaland was playing away to Crystal Palace this week and not Bournemouth at home would you still would you still have done Kane to Haaland or is it purely a fixtures move or is it the fact that Kane had a quiet game by his standards no, it was it's a pure that was a purely a fixtures thing. Kane against Chelsea didn't fill me with great confidence. Haaland against Bournemouth did. Um, even, I mean, yeah, you're right. If he had maybe Crystal Palace, I might have stuck with him. Truthfully, yeah, I don't think it was a bad game. game. It's the game that put me off against Chelsea. Kulusevski, I want to see a bit more. Obviously, one outrageously good game from him. Arguably the star performer of the whole weekend, potentially from all the games I saw, but. I want to see it over a couple of games rather than just one before yeah. I get t- totally sort of jumping on that bandwagon. I mean, we spoke. I don't think plays yet, so it's a wait for a Tottenham for a couple more weeks. I think we spoke in pre-season, didn't we, about how how much Kudelski exceeded his expected output. Um. So yeah, maybe maybe one game a one game sample where he was against Gineppo, who was out of position. Um. <laughs> Well, left wing back, is he that lad? No, no, well, he's not a centre midfielder either, really. But boss, um, <laughs> um, what's my position? Uh, but yeah, a, a one-game sample in that scenario. Um, yeah, especially when they've got Chelsea next. Yeah, it'll it'll be interesting whether he keeps 
he keeps outperforming those numbers that we looked at in pre-season. But, um, but yeah, obviously fair play if you started with him. Yeah, got it. <laughs> um, great. Okay. Oh, and then this on the end. So I, I just made a little, yeah. a few little charts on the the top table. Here is basically attributes or metrics for for goals, and the bottom table is metrics for assists. So again, it's only one game sample, so take it with a pinch of salt. But they're the, the sort of star performers for this week, based on the top table is ranked by expected goals. So Harland comfortably ahead of anyone else. One was a penalty though, which obviously helps give you a higher expected goals, but five goal attempts, five in the box was the most, four big chances was the most of the game week in, I say what was perceived to be a relatively hard away game before kickoff. So I think the numbers back up that what we may see from him, um, I think he's very dangerous. Not anyone needs to be told it's very dangerous to go without him this week, but I think it's an absolute no-brainer and it's own him and captain him. I don't see why you would try and be smart and not do that. Um, uh, yeah, 100%. But there's a few others, maybe a few surprise names that, on that top chart. I say Mitrovic maybe overperformed, expected goals of under one. He got two. Um, but if, yeah, a few surprise names on that on that top list. People say, I don't know he made it on there. The Donker's a surprising one to me. He played attacking midfield. He plays like number 10 at the moment. Was it the weekend? Five million. I don't know if people get fed up with Bailey. He's an option to for the sideways move alongside Dewsbury Hall. Um, say Gross was on the same side as Dallow. I don't think he covered himself in glory defensively the weekend. We might not be playing against someone that bad every week. <laughs> to pay attention to me, old Dallow. There's got no awareness of anything going on around him. Position. No. <laughs> so yeah, Gross took advantage of of that. Jorginho obviously had a penalty, which is a key reason for that. So you have to gloss over that a little bit. Wilson was playing Forrest, who gave up about 20 goal attempts, about 15 in the box, I think, or something stupid. So it's no surprise to see him up there. And Nunes is quite high, bearing in mind he didn't play very many minutes. Didn't play all the time. Decision for people soon. I can't see people selling Trent or Salah, but anyone that's got Diaz or Robertson, maybe Swade, I think, to try and do a little bit of a shift around for the third one. I left my mm. my third Liverpool spot open for him, so we'll see. And then your boy Zaha in the assist chart at the bottom. He he was the uh, unluckiest player this weekend based on stats. He was in terms of expected xgi, so goals or assists. He was fourth, I think. All the three players above him all got something, and Zaha didn't. So he was unlucky, or shit, and they're just stats. Yeah, passes final. way, Darren. You look at yeah, your look way. Look at him. <laughs> passes final third. He's been by, done by a lot of people there. I oh, nah, not for me that. No, but it's a, the, the this one's got a load of names you'd expect on there. I don't think there's anything too outrageous there. Almiron was good, but another one against Forest. Jack Harrison's massive, isn't he? Obviously, with a chance, like six chances created, that's pretty big. Yeah, yeah, of all of the sort of mid, I think Grealish is the player for this week I'm most interested in. Um, Makes sense. I'd say I, I couldn't get him because I had to prioritise getting Haaland, which I knew I was doing. But if anyone that's got a space for a City player, I'd, I'd said it earlier, but I think I would try and maybe get Grealish. Um, cool. I think 
Would you, if if you were me, Craig, would you say, uh, yeah, the the Bowen thing was all well intended, but actually, I'm going to get Grealish this week. Bowen's got Forest, isn't he? Yeah. No, I wouldn't sell. He's like the old differential. I I would say this week, isn't he? Yeah. He gave up so many chances the weekend, and he's. I'm assuming he's going to be West Ham's biggest. Is he? Um, he's not injured, is he? Because I know. uh... No. Grealish got knocked into his calf and he looked in a bit of pain. I didn't see anything after that. Uh, I think I think he's all right. Sufal right. Su- basically threw him into Bowen. Um, I think okay. that'd be a like, free hit sort of midfield. This if you can get to Salah, Bowen, Grealish, and Martinelli or something as your four midfielders, I think you're laughing this week at that something like mm. that. This is why Michael Farquharson's watching. He asked a question. Just wants that answered. He's been waiting for an hour. <laughs> <laughs> he asks by the way does everyone like the new listener question bit that Martin's putting in because I think it's bloody brilliant yeah um, Martin's got to answer the first question though because he's only aimed it at Martin the first one not all of us oh it's because he oh! replied to my retweet that's all <laughs> right Martin <laughs> are you a realistic long term option for clean sheets well I mean are they long term option for clean sheets um, well I don't know. I think, I think it sort of remains to be seen, doesn't it? Um, I mean, the way they controlled the game against Nottingham Forest, I don't think Nottingham Forest had a shot on target in the end, did they? Um, no, they didn't. They so, got the most chances and didn't have a shot on target themselves. So it can't really get much worse, can it, for poor old Forest? No, but um, yeah, this Brighton game will be an interesting test of it, I think. Um, I mean, but I think they're. I think what I'd say about Newcastle defence is they're they're going to be good value. I think because I think they'll they'll do well in the games that they should do well in, especially at home. Um, and they're you know they're they're at a price point where if you need to bench them now and again, it's not the end of the world, is it? Um, yeah, well, you'll be benching them in three, and you'll be benching them in five because in three they've got City, in five they've got Liverpool. So you'll certainly be benching them those game weeks. You could play a trip here at home to City, couldn't you? And hope. Hope what? Well, he's always he's below five. He takes all the set pieces, right? So yeah, does. there's always a chance he can nick something, yeah. but there's also a chance he'll get a minus one. <laughs> so swings and roundabouts that one. Well, I, when I got him for game week one, Trippy, so I had Gabriel for ages, and Gabriel was the better option for the seven eight weeks before wild card. But I wanted to be a bit more aggressive and thought Trippy had a lot more upside over the shorter run of fixtures. So I'm 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 of the mindset to keep him for the first four weeks, see how they're doing Newcastle. He, I I could move him on in game week five for a different five million defender, but I won't I won't get one in now because you've missed the boat. I think with Forest's first game, haven't you? I think with, yeah, with Newcastle, if you've got Botman, I'm I'm surprised he didn't play. I expected him to. Yeah, you probably have to think about moving him on. Bearing in mind the fixtures aren't amazing, and you're not sure he's going to play. So if you started with him on thinking he was their first choice centre back, which I would have probably assumed as well, then I'd probably move Botman. Um, Dan Byrne had four uh, four shots on target by the way this week. <laughs> yeah, he did. <laughs> so uh, quite unlucky if you went with Dan Byrne. I didn't expect him to play, but so, maybe keep him for a bit of set piece threat or something. But yeah, so I don't know if that answers the question exactly. I suppose I suppose the summary of that is. They maybe don't necessarily need to keep loads of clean sheets. They're going to be value. 
Um, It'll be about middle, won't they? You'd expect yeah. about tenth for clean sheets. Yeah, you'd think so. It was it was promising signs anyway. The way they the way they controlled that game. Definitely. Um, who will be the top scorers in the championship? Top three, maybe. Don't think anyone will get to the heights of Mitro and Solanke. No. So, well, hist history tells you that that last season was um, crazy numbers. Yeah. Uh, you usually the championship top scorer will get between sort of twenty two and twenty eight. Um, obviously, Mitrovic got forty two, and Solanke had what was it about 30, 36, 37, something like that. Yeah, it's huge. So, um, yeah, ridiculous. So, yeah, you can expect the top scorer to get somewhere between say sort of twenty two and twenty eight. I reckon. Um, so Puki, although he's had a slow start, could can still hit those numbers. Um, I think Vyman now has proved over a long period of time that he doesn't necessarily need Bristol City to be any good to keep scoring every week. I shout Wyman. <laughs> um, so he's got to be a contender. So I say Pookie, Vyman, and then um, who will be the other one? I suppose, yeah, Victor at Coventry is going to be up there. Um, Reese Jakobson has missed a shed loads of chances in the first two weeks. If he can find his scoring boots, he'll be up there as well, I think. None of the big teams seem to have an amazing strike. Like you wouldn't never trust Ashley Barnes to score enough goals, would you, for example? No, no, you wouldn't. Um, Carl and Grant at West Brom's one that's possible, but again, he's he's got the he's got the kind of issue, if you like, that Daryl DK comes on and then he gets forced out wide. He scored so, tonight, by the way, Grant. Is he? Yeah, it's one all for that game at the minute he scored. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I've got money on him being a top scorer in the championship, so I'm happy with that. I, yeah. I, I took a punt that he might get 25, which might be enough to to challenge. Yeah, he could do. He definitely could do. Especially if um I think it would yeah, it will depend how many minutes DK gets. If DK is just useless, then that would be good for you because Grant will play through the middle a lot. But um so yeah, there's a few, there's a few from me. Yeah, it's it's difficult. The championship is such an open, open um, league, isn't it? It's, it's very difficult to, to judge. And I always think that like most teams have got one like really good star striker, and then one who's just behind them, for instance, and, and can always turn up any season and do well. So. Um, a very, a very good league. I mean, don't know how you did in Gaffer, by the way, this week, Martin. I did terrible. Um, yeah, it's 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 okay. It's, it's going to be okay. I benched um, Fields nine points, but I'm, he's going to come on because the commentary games, commentary yeah. Rotherham game, didn't go ahead. <laughs> so I so... benched Field as well, and he won't be coming on. I'll get Nate Smith one side with a point, and I think Bree the other side with like two or something or one. So. I, I skip field altogether, and I'll be fair. I could have done with nine points. Yeah, uh, well, I had a terrible week. Uh, um, yeah, yeah. Darcy, go on, move, move on. Yeah, Darcy Kellock has asked for three million players. Would you advise Kane to Nunes this week? Probably some of the only players in good position to get Nunes in. Also helps me get some cash to upgrade the super budget assets. I'm I mean, he's already got Harland. I'd go for at this point. <laughs> Um, I assume so. I'd assume so. If you haven't got Haaland, you should have already got Haaland in um, for Kane. However, I we spoke earlier and said, you know, Nunes, 
they don't think he'll start potentially, but will get a decent amount of minutes. And as we saw last week, he can do anything with a decent amount of minutes. So he will become first choice very soon. So I don't hate the Kane to Nunes move this week. Um, and if you want to use that cash to upgrade assets, whether you whether you do that next week or you know have that money in the bank ready to do so, I don't hate that either. If you're not planning to captain K in game week three, I think I'd probably do it. That'd be that's, the only thing. that's exactly what I was about to say. Yeah, just think about your captains going forward. Um, they got Nottingham Forest week three, Fulham at home week five. I mean, he says premium, so I'm guessing he's got mm. two other premiums. You would assume Salah and Haaland, wouldn't you? I'd, I'd like to say he's got Salah and Haaland. I mean, if he's got a team with Salah, Haaland and Kane in it, then he's definitely got some budget players he could do with upgrading. Um, but, yeah, there's some very good captaincy choices for three, and Kane is one of them. Uh, or it'd be four, won't it? Sorry, because our, our tickers have got the first one chopped off now. So not yeah. in Forest four, Sorry, my Fulham brother. six. Yeah. Absolutely. And an all right game in three. A lot, there's not actually that many good games in game week. I think three was the sort of pre-season week where it was questionable who you captain. I think most people are on the mindset you sell a one, Haaland two, but three was the, the open one. I think Salah's gate. Um, I, I don't know who the obvious captain will be in game week three. If Haaland scores another two or three this weekend, I think people will just default pick him against Newcastle because he's got five goals in two games. Yeah, easy. But I, I, in terms of a standout fixture, I don't think there's a premium player with an, an amazing standout fixture. I think Tottenham's probably got the most eye catching on paper. So is it Wolves at home for Tottenham or something like that? Uh, yeah, rings a bell. So. Yeah, and, I, and me, I'd, I'd be a bit too um, because he's already dropped in price. I'd big my heels in and not want to sell him to, to because that would mean accepting the price drop. But and I'd probably be a bit nervous about that as well with Kane. So, uh, yeah, moving on. <laughs> That's it. That's the questions. Should we wrap up the trap? Wrap up the wrap up the chat. Where we, we we should. I mean, I'm pressing, um, there's no there's no like follow subscribe first screen at the end of this. We yeah, I forgot to put it on. So um, <laughs> we had Wing yeah. L in the chat saying Parker so far as Cherry's manager only got success against teams that try to attack us with numbers. Interesting. That's um, yeah, exciting, I think right? all the teams are going to do that. Yeah, I was going to say Man City doing that and uh, Reading <laughs> doing that is two different prospects. I would say. Um, <laughs> you know, we'll see we'll see how they get on Tom, Bar Tom Borton says Darren snacking slurping his tea speaking with his mouth full hat-trick hero uh, I did eat something at the start I don't know if I did slurp my tea I'll go back and listen but I have a very good super sensitive mic so apologies if it picked up on that was off. and then Block 5 FPL says it was his first FPL stream he's caught with us. Uh, welcome, Block 5 FPL. And I guess he's a champ man player because he's said with a smiley face at the end, I'm waiting for the simulations. <laughs> yeah, we can't we can't sim the Prem. That's called match fixing. <laughs> <laughs> We'd all be in a lot of trouble. I've got to say, Mike, it's a lovely shirt. I've been looking at that all night. Thanks, mate. This is what this is one of my fucking hell, it's hot shirts. Um, it's basically like, like not wearing anything. Um, <laughs> hey, Martin, we've got to this pod. 
you'll probably be <laughs> insulted by this comment, Martin, but I'm going to say it now. I've kind of felt like I'm going to say it. it feels like one of those things you get in the Aston Villa club shop from like 1985 <laughs> retro shirt or something. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I might never be seen wearing an Aston Villa shirt, but it feels like something you had at the Villa club shop or whatever as an old school. Do you know when they try and turn an a actual football shirt into a, a smart yeah. shirt? Yeah, yeah. I don't mind that. The colours, the, the, the colours do look <laughs> the darker. Definitely match that. They, yeah. uh, the colours look darker on the camera than real life, actually. I think, but um, yeah. <laughs> Before we head off, mine, I'll remind you that today is a year to the day that you and I were drunk in a hotel room, eating McDonald's, slating skateboarders, saying they couldn't skateboard. Up in the Olympics, it was. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, to today. Yeah. Is it really? Yeah, it was. Well, there yeah. you go. <laughs> what a memory um <laughs> right guys really appreciate it thank you for today thank you for everyone in the chat uh we haven't got this we haven't got the screen but please like follow subscribe this means a lot to us um and then you'll get notified when we release release pods which uh we do quite regularly now so uh new season all exciting and thank you very much we've got a new target to hit haven't we darren what did we hit last week uh what subscribers yeah, I think we, we I think we've got four fifty. Went through four fifty recently, didn't we? Yeah, we so, went through four fifty. So we're five five hundred is our milestone. When we hit five hundred subscribers, we'll have to do something. Yeah, we'll do something for five hundred. Don't know what. No, we'll, we'll think about it. Maybe we give a maybe we'll give some people some ideas for us. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right, um, let's wrap it up. Good luck with the game week, everybody. Yeah. Remember. The people that did the points this week might not be the same people entirely that do the points next week. Don't panic. <laughs> yes, perfect. Right. Cheers, guys. Cheers.